At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, let's go indeed. That's one regular season game down, Michael Lombardi. 271 to go as we welcome you in. A Friday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. He is Michael Lombardi, who had a late night last night out the Borgata. How are we feeling? We feel great, Patrick. It was awesome. It was a great night at the Borgata. A lot of people in the sports bar, a lot of people excited about the season and uh, had a great conversation with the Wayne Corbett, the pride of Hofstra, which is actually called the pride and the great Howard Eskin. And of course, our man, Thomas Gable. So it was fun. It was a good night. It was an interesting game to say the least. Yeah, we've got uh, pictures from the event, which we're going to show a little bit later, just quickly on the gambling side. And then I want to get to a tweet from M. Lombardi NFL to kick off the conversation. So the Bills ended up closing two. Remember, it was sitting two and a half when you and I were sitting here yesterday. Ended up closing two and 52 on the total. So the Bills cover as favorites and we stay under the posted total. Here's a tweet, M. Lombardi NFL to kick off the conversation because the Bills, well, as we know, they were awesome. The 31-10 win. Josh Allen was great. We'll go ahead and throw up Michael's tweet who said essentially the bills were tremendous and we don't have the tweet right now but you just said it better than anybody I mean the bills yesterday were about as good as it gets Buffalo was amazing last night lived up to the hype of the offseason hard team to play even harder to beat welcome back NFL Michael yeah I I think that what I saw last night was uh, and I'm not 
you know, look, there's 17 weeks to go in the season. It's a long year. But what we witnessed last night was a team that is going to be challenging to beat. You can't game plan to beat the Bills. You have to strategize to beat the Bills. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you're going to have to coordinate offense, defense, and the kicking game. And you're going to have to tie all those things together. Because if you don't, they're just too explosive offensively. And I think ultimately the way they've run this offense since we talked about the Kansas City, since the Tampa game, where Josh Allen, again, leading ball carrier with 10 carries, only five Mm -hmm. incomplete passes during the game. You're going to have to strategize three ways to play this team in every single section. It's not going to be, well, we're going to game plan against their defense. We're going to game plan against their offense. No, no, no. It's got to be tied together. Because they're too good. They are too good. And the Rams, to me, you know, again, I'm not overreacting, but the Rams looked really slow on offense, really slow on offense, and they couldn't create. This is the big thing. They could not create a negative play with their defense, which would put Buffalo behind the down and distance chains. Buffalo was always in a really comfortable down and distance. The other part I think that's really important for in-game betting, I thought from the first quarter – Buffalo was in control and in the lead. At halftime, Buffalo was in control, tied. I think Buffalo was in that game. Buffalo never lost control of the game, no matter what happened on the turnovers. Totally agree. I totally agree. Going into the second half, by the way, going into the second half, that number was a pick So you understand what I'm telling you? Essentially, hey, who do you think is going to win? And as you said, pro tip, the Bills were in complete control. I mean, they dominated in the second half, 21 nothing. but Allen, you know, three touchdowns, runs for one. The Rams were lucky to be in the mix at the half. They were really lucky to be in the mix, and my handicapping was completely wrong from a Rams standpoint. I thought Buffalo would score 30. I just thought the Rams would score 32. I thought the over was in play. The Rams turned it over. They never had their offensive line, which we were talking about as, as a concern, but they were able to muddle through it last year, got exposed. I mean, it got really exposed last night in all facets. I mean, Phillips, the big kid from the Cardinals who was a cap casualty, he was dominant inside. I mean, they lost Ed Oliver, and it didn't bother them at all during the game. So to me, if I'm Sean McVay today, it's one game. I'm concerned I couldn't get the ball to Allen Robinson. I'm concerned I got beat up up front. I really got beat up up front. And I'm concerned about Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's too experienced to have that many interceptions in an opening game against a team that you knew coverage-wise what they were going to be in. I would imagine this next tweet I'm going to show you, and I want you to react, would make the Bills coaching staff aroused. It is a Friday. I can use the word aroused. Let's go ahead and throw it up. The Bills sacked Matthew Stafford seven times without blitzing on a single play. My goodness. Buffalo seven sacks with four fewer pass rushers is tied for the fourth most in a game since 16. That defensively, you don't have to bring anyone is as good as it gets. Yeah, and I mean, that's the key to football, right? When your defensive front can dominate. And a lot of this is because of the inability of, I mean, Note Bloom was, looked like he was really concerned about edge, and then when Von Miller powered him, he wasn't ready for it. And Stafford, to me, did not look like he could move as well as he has in the past. He didn't buy that second look. And, you know, I don't want to read too much into his elbow injury, but I don't think he had great velocity on the football. I thought the field was shrunk down a little bit. I was concerned about it. I thought Really, my number one takeaway from that game last night was how slow the Rams looked on offense. How slow they looked. There was no explosiveness. They had one play of 28 yards. The next explosive play was a run for 18. They had nothing, nothing in their repertoire that was an explosive play to move the ball down the field. They looked slow, Patrick. 
They did look slow, which was interesting because it's kind of a contradiction. We talk about McVeigh not using anybody in the pre, yet he had been so successful for five straight seasons. There did, again, I don't want to use the cliche hangover, but there was a little bit of stuck-in-muddishness, both offensively and defensively, for the Rams last night. Yeah, they looked real. They looked it. They they looked the whole way. I mean, they could never. And part of the problem was they couldn't create a negative play. And, and credit the Bills' play calling. Credit the Bills' ability to stay ahead of the down and distance. You right. The Bills. Allen got rid of the ball quickly. He was deadly accurate. The most accurate I've seen him. Really, he was sensational. And the fact that he is their leading rusher with ten carries. He's such a dynamic player in this single-wing version of the offense that they run that it, it's a hard game. If you don't create a negative play, if you don't get a holding call, or if you don't get a sack on first down where you put him behind the down and distance, you know he's going. they're going to be able to get 10 yards on three plays unless you do that. And all I kept writing in my notes were Buffalo needs to create a negative play. Buffalo, I mean, excuse me, the Rams need to create a negative play. They couldn't do it. I, I wrote down in my notes, uh, five-hour energy. It looked like the Bills were jacked. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? It looks like they were redlining. I mean, even watching them come out of the tunnel where there was almost like this th- sense of we did it for the Rams. It's just this redline nature of the Bills really stood out to me, and it's what we've been talking about in the summer where they're just jacked up even in practice fighting. Uh, yeah, I don't see them letting down. I think they know they're good. I think they know they have a standard they have to meet. And I think it's going to be hard for to beat them. I think you're going to have to play a game, like I mentioned earlier to start this A, a segment, is you're going to have to play a three-dimensional game to beat them. You're just not going to go in there and beat them because they have a bad day. They're good enough to recover. Look, they were good enough to recover from three turnovers and win by 21 points. Think about that. You know, I mean, this game probably gets into the high 40s if they don't turn the damn thing over. I mean, they turned it over, you know, in, 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 in red zone turnovers especially. So, I, I, look, I'm not, I, I'm not exaggerating. I think Buffalo did exactly what we thought they were capable of doing. I'm very disappointed that the Rams couldn't move the football at all, that McVay had a whole offseason to study, and this was the best he came up with without anything. I mean, if you're Allen Robinson, you're saying, wait a minute, I was supposed to make an impact on this game. I never did. Your MVP favorite coming into the season, Josh Allen, was exemplary. Michael Lombardi, 26 of 31, three touchdowns, two picks, one not his fault. We get that. He led the team in rushing with 56. Last year, Von Miller won a championship with the Rams. This year, he's with the Bills, and he talked about Josh Allen. He's he's a creature. (laughs) There he is right there, right? He's a creature, man. He's good, man. He's, uh, you know, the leader of our team. You know, we kind of follow his lead, man. You know, he's a tough guy. And out there running guys over, stiff-arming guys, man. Had a lot of success tonight, and we just kind of fed off each other, man, and knows the games that you want to play in. And uh, one thing that we preach to each other, you know, is a championship fight coming in here. They're going to make plays. They got Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They're going to make plays, but we got to make our plays as well. You know, it was a heavyweight championship fight. They, they hit us. We hit them. And um, we, we was able to, you know, come out on top. Von Miller had a big night, Michael Lombardi, against his former team. But, you know, social and everybody just talking about Allen because Allen was about as good as it gets. Yeah, he was. And I, I don't think the Rams punched back. I think if you're Sean McVay watching that tape, you're saying, wait a minute, we didn't punch. We didn't give our we didn't give it. We didn't give this our best punch. We're going to need to get better than this. And they played like they did opening day last year where they were not executing very well, yet they scored 34 points against a bad Bears team. And, you know, they got to go back to the grind. And the season's not lost. I mean, there's a a lot of games to play. But their offensive line is concerning. 
It's concerning in inside. It's concerning on the tackle position and their lack of explosiveness. I mean, that's got to worry you. It's got to worry you tremendously that they couldn't make explosive plays in the game and match. And look, Matthew Stafford, I, I ranked him on my blues tips and red chip from last year. I read him at him as a red chip player. He played nothing like a red chip player last night. Now, is that the elbow? Is that the Buffalo defense? I mean, you got to watch the tape to determine, but it was concerning last night in all phases. I mean, they couldn't get it going. They kept. They tried to run the ball and get two yards. Now they're in second and eight. You know, they couldn't make an explosive play. They were struggling. And then he makes some really bad throws, Patrick. Let's go ahead and roll Ken Dorsey that is Josh Allen talking about Dorsey, who t- takes over the play calling. Then we'll come back and get Michael's take. Go ahead and roll it, Stephen. We hurt ourselves a lot in that first half. There's a lot to learn from, um, you know. But that second half, that's that's who we want to be. You know, going out there and executing the way, you know, we, we expect ourselves to execute. Um, I thought Coach Dorsey, you know, called a heck of a game. It's his first live, you know, action. Um, so I'm proud of him for for handling the situations how he did. But again. We were 90% on third down. Like, that's, that's a recipe for success. And, again, four turnovers, that's way too many. Um, so we, we've got a lot to clean up. But like Vaughn said, we'll celebrate this one. It's hard to win in this league, especially against good teams, and that's a really good team we just played. You have 30 seconds to react, Michael. What do you got? I thought he called a, get, called a great game. He played Canadian football. Ten third downs is, a, is not a lot in an NFL game. And the bigger thing was he had no negative plays. One of the things that gets you is negative plays, second and 14, hard. Right, no negative plays. They moved the chains. It was it was a well called game. They didn't miss day ball last night at all. Yep, well put. A good stat from Stephen Bond. The Bills did not punt for the fourth time in their last six games. How about that for offensive efficiency? That is the Super Bowl betting favorites. That's the Rams side. We come back with Michael Lombardi. Excuse me. That's the Bills side. The Rams won a championship. We come back with the Rams next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's football season. It's time to make that green. Nobody knows football like VSIN. Become a VSIN pro. So become a subscriber. Only VSIN subscribers get the tools. Remember the pro tools, the prep, college football betting guide, pro football betting guide, Michael Lombardi's articles. You only get that if you become a VSIN pro. VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's VSIN.com slash subscribe. And remember, right now you can get half off $175. It's discounted through the Super Bowl. That's not going to last forever. So go check it out right now. When you become a VEASAN Pro, you get everything we offer. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back here. Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Michael Lombardi, fresh off the symposium last night at the Borgata. And by the way, I believe you'll be making your triumphant return to your throne at the Borgata this weekend, no? <laughs> yeah. yeah, tomorrow morning. I'll be back there at 10 a.m. with you, Patrick. We'll Can't be wait. doing it from the Borgata and uh, get to see all the people. A lot of good, you know, it was a lot of action last night. It was fun. It was a great game. Phillies were playing, had a little tennis on. Big Daddy would have been happy with that. And so it was good. The book was, uh, had a nice crowd to it and uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's great to have football back. Okay, before we move on from the Bills, just one last note, and you made it during the break, and I thought it was very important. There's going to be a Josh Allen tax. Betters have to understand there's going to be an implied tax that is a Josh Allen tax moving forward. Yeah, I mean, look, we all make our power rankings, and I'm gonna, you know, I had the I had the Bucks as the number one team in my power rankings, backed by the Bills, number two. There's going to be an adjustment for what this Bills offense is able to do. It's a unique offense, right? They're in shotgun, they're under center. They don't try to establish the run; they try to establish Josh Allen. And they've got all different ways of doing it with all different skill levels. And so you're going to pay a little bit of a price because unless somebody can demonstrate they can slow them down. The game is going to get into the 30s. I used to say this about the 49ers when Bill Walsh was there. If you turn the ball over against the 49ers when they were going, when it was young Montana, the game was going to be in the 30s. Could you score 30? If you didn't turn the ball over, the game was going to be in the 20s. It's the same thing. And I think as we as bettors and a betting network, we have to look at that and say, okay, the over and unders are going to be a little bit juiced more with attacks, and the, and the line is going to be juiced. And think of a tax as a premium. For example, Vegas Golden Knights, you're going to pay a tax in Vegas to bet on a team. You're going to pay a tax now because of the perception in the market of Josh Allen to bet on the bills. I think that's well put, Michael Lombardi. Okay, the other side, the champs. Losers, 31-10 at home to open up the season. They looked like a team that was muddled. They looked like a team that wasn't sharp. And I'll tell you this, and you talked about it, the comments from McVay after the game One, I can tell you that multiple reporters covering the Rams reported that after the game, there were a lot of F-bombs flying in the locker room, and he was admonishing the team. What's your takeaway from the comments from McVay here? 
Well, I think he was embarrassed. I think that was one of his worst performances as a head coach. You know, this is the first time he's been below 500 because he's always won his opening game. But I think he was embarrassed. I think he, you know, he, like a lot of coaches, when things go wrong, they stand in front. He stood in front. He took all the blame. He felt like he didn't do a good enough job game planning, you know, and and they weren't able to. But they averaged 2.9 yards a rush. Again, if McVay can't get a rhythm in the run game, and you stop away, you stop the run, and you force him to a drop-back pass game, 41 attempts by Stafford. That's their area of weakness, drop-back pass. Nobody wants to believe that. It's play-action drop-back. But when you force them what Buffalo did and then play from behind as Buffalo did, when they caught up and that drive to start the third quarter ended the way it did as abruptly, the, the, the ramp, McVay knew at that moment he wasn't going to win the game. Because he couldn't play tennis with the with the with the Bills, you got to be able to hold serve, which he couldn't do on defense, and you got to be able to score when you serve. He couldn't do that either. So I, I think he's embarrassed by it, and and he takes a lot of pride. He gave up seven sacks, couldn't run the ball. He did everything in his power that he didn't want to do, and I think he was embarrassed. And I think you're going to have to look at this and say, okay, we got to move forward. And, and I think he's going to be really concerned when he watches the tape and says. Wow, we got no juice. Now, I think there'll be a phone call today to Odell Beckham. I really do. I think there's going to be a phone call to a to whatever receiver he feels like can give him some juice and some explosiveness that might be on the street. It'll start with Odell, I'm sure. Speaking of receivers, I'm going to ask you about Allen Robinson. I'm going to ask you about the running back Cam Akers. But before we do, we're going to hear from Stafford in a second. But I'll start with your take on him. 29 of 41, just 5'9 yards per attempt three picks. It wasn't pretty. No, it wasn't. And he got hit early. And because they're a zone team and they were rushing four, it was, hey, I got to get this ball out quick. I got to get it out quick. And they matched patterns underneath. They did a really good job. He did not play well. He did not look sharp. He did not look quick-minded. He was worried about that his protection. And well, you should be when you get sacked seven times. He was inaccurate with the football as well. You know, early on that drive, the end of the second half, you know, he's got a guy wide open down the field for explosive play, doesn't hit him. I mean, Stafford looked rusty. No denying it. He looked rusty. He looked like a guy that wasn't in rhythm with his receivers. I don't know what to say about Allen Robinson. McVay's very good at featuring a player and getting him the football. Last night, only two targets, one catch for 12 yards, not good enough. Stafford under duress, seven sacks. He took last night the offensive line, Lewis Leakey. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Matthew Stafford after the game. We can play a whole lot better than that. I know that. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, as disappointing as tonight is, um, you never want to start the season away that way. It really doesn't matter if it's the first game, last game, whatever it is. You want to win them all. Um, didn't accomplish that goal tonight. Didn't play well enough to do it. I thought our defense played great in the first half. They get us turnovers like that. We got to do something better with the football, capitalize with it. Um, get more points out of those. Um, you know, obviously, I can't give it to them um, in some of those instances. Look, I watched Matthew Stafford. I listened to Matthew Stafford for 12 years in Detroit. He was injured last year, won a championship. He's one of the toughest guys you're going to find. He's never going to give you anything in the postgame. He's just very consistent, very medium with everything. He's got to play better, but so does his offensive line. No doubt. I mean, it's McVay's biggest concern, and he doesn't have a lot of options, right? You know, here's the thing with the Rams. Because of their approach, because of their willingness to go all in, because of their, you know, lack of wanting young draft picks, they, their best players, their elite players, let's say, they got to play to an elite level. Stafford's an elite player, didn't play to an elite level. Robinson, who they paid, has got to play to an elite level. Ramsey, an elite player, did not play to an elite level. 
right? So the players they counted on to win. I mean, Donald played good. I mean, the first drive of the game, Donald was creating problems. Nobody else was. So when you don't, I didn't even hear Leonard Floyd's name mentioned the whole night. Did you? Nope. Ghost. Ghosted. So, like, to me, and I'll watch the tape later today, but, I mean, to me, that's when you're a team with talented players and not a lot of depth and your talented players don't play their A game, you're going to lose. Just quickly on the Rams. So they're going to be hosting Atlanta next week. This is for new betters. This is an up-down league. Expect a bounce-back performance from a Rams team against an Atlanta team that not much is expected. Right now, most shops are showing 13 with the Rams laying it. I think that gets to two touchdowns. And by the way, over at DraftKings, you can lay 12 with the Rams. My point is, Michael, this is going to be a bounce-back. That's the reason McVay went off in the locker room. Okay, let's refocus. The Atlanta, Atlanta is coming to town, and they're going to be the victim over that yeah and look he he doesn't have to worry about atlanta score i mean last night the pace of the game creates urgency right if you're calling plays and you're mcveigh you're trying i could see it early in the game he was trying to slow the game down he knew his Mm -hmm. defense was vulnerable he knew it but he couldn't get a running game going he couldn't get that going he couldn't control the pace of the game again it goes back to who's in control who's in the lead he could never get control of the game. Now, when he plays Atlanta, he's going to get control of the game. Does that mean they cover? I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to be all over the Rams figuring it's a bounce back. I understand that. we got to see what Atlanta does week one when they play New Orleans. But the point here is, is McVay knows what he needs to do with his team to control the game. He never did that from the start of that game yesterday. What's up with Cam Akers? Three rushes, nothing on the ground. It was Henderson Jr. for most of the night. Was he, is he still banged up? Is he in the doghouse? What's up with Akers? I don't know, but look, they had an 18-yard gain, and they had 52 yards total in the game, right? So, you know, so basically that's 17 carries for 36 yards. I mean, that's what they did. You know, that's what they did. And Stafford had one carry for two. I mean, so they could never get control of the line of scrimmage. And again, I said this on the air yesterday. You know, when you play Buffalo, you got to take advantage of it. Collinsworth mentioned it a little bit about they're not a big physical team. Now, they put Phillips in there, and he's a big man. Don't get me wrong. And they've gotten bigger. But their edges, McVay tried to attack their edges knowing they're not big on the edge, and they held up. That's a problem. When you go in a game with a strategy to attack the edges, Phil, and you have an advantage, and you don't have that advantage, that's a huge problem. So just wanted to talk to you about the receipt. Like, is this an issue? And I'll get to what you just mentioned about Odell, but there were 15 targets for Cooper Cup. And again, he was awesome. You know, 13 receptions, 128, a 10 average, a touchdown with a beautiful toe tap. But it almost, it's like a singular focus, right? That's yeah. an issue. Well, I mean, look, you know, I hate to be cavalier about this, but give Cup as many catches as he wants. If he's going to average under 10 yards a catch, who cares? Who cares? Right. Never yep. going to beat you. You know, it's all the people that, you know, you know, when you went to the stadium to play Washington and they had Art Monk, give Art Monk as many catches as he wants. You know, we got to stop Ricky Sanders and we got to stop Gary Clark. We can't, Charlie, we got to eliminate the big plays. You know, Cup didn't make a big play, had a chance. But to me, when I watched the game, I saw no juice out of their receivers. There was nothing there. Yeah, you're accustomed to that yak from Cup and it wasn't there. As you mentioned, just 9-8 on the average. 13 receptions, 128 for Cooper Cup. Okay, tremendous breakdown, Michael Lombardi, as we kick off the NFL season last night here in Los Angeles. Buffalo, they're your favorites. They acted like a favorite. We're next with Vinny Maliulo next here on the Lombardi Line. 
You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. MGM Sports, BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options and go in-game, boosted odds specials. I was using BetMGM last night. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring your status sheet ID. You're ready to go. Okay, you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. I'm going to welcome Vinny Maliulo, the Hall of Famer from behind the book at the South Point in just a second. Michael, I wanted to relay something I think you'd find funny. So last yesterday, you were crushing Los Angeles Rams fans. Remember, you were mm-hmm. saying there's no hangover. Nobody cares about the Rams in Los Angeles. So I had a friend over to watch the game yesterday, and when the Rams scored their first touchdown, I had the door open, and my block here in Hermosa Beach erupted, and she said, is there a block party tonight? And I said, no, (laughs) there's a Rams party tonight. But she was so confused that people would be celebrating the Rams, so there you have it. People did care last night. They did, but, I mean, the Rams also had to use a silent count. How about that? Did you, <laughs> they I mean, did. you said it. You, you did say that they were going to use the silent count as Michael's dropped his feet as we welcome in Vinny Maliulo from behind the book there at the South Point. He's a Hall of Famer. He lets everybody know. Um, and we got Michael back as well. <laughs> Vinny, now a little anecdote for you. My father was watching the broadcast and he okay. said, I see you and Michael added an old man to the team. And I said, oh, you watched when Vinny was on. And he said, no, you have a gray beard, Patrick. So my dad hadn't seen the beard and he called me an old man. He wasn't talking about you. I thought that'd make you feel good about yourself. Oh, your dad has always had a phenomenal eye, uh, particularly in uh, PGA <laughs> wagering. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, I want to break that to you, buddy, but uh, yeah, you got a little, you got a little salt with the, uh, the pepper there on the chin, my friend. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, it was exciting to kick. Let's talk about the handle from behind the book. It was exciting to kick the season off. I know this is going to be a record handle year for the South point. It's just going to get bigger and bigger every year. Now uh, let's talk about what you had and where you settled last night. Yeah, I mean, no, no disappointment uh, at all. I mean, we've been talking about it all summer about how you know sports wagering continues to grow. It's part of the mainstream discussion now, right? It's part of sports, uh, part of the sports uh, fabric. Uh, quite different than uh, you know when uh, when uh, Vsin came on the air uh, five and a half years ago to here we are today. Now uh, you really can't see or watch or listen to a sports broadcast without a reference to the, uh, the wagering aspect of it. So last night, uh, and no different, uh, you know, and again, these, uh, these numbers opened up last spring. So uh, that's why uh, week one of the NFL is uh, pretty much the highest handled week of pro football uh, during the regular season. Uh, you probably get some more, uh, you know, I, I don't consider Thanksgiving to be that regular week, but I mean, week one with the fact that the numbers have been up for months, uh, game open pick them last night. It was a pretty steady stream of Buffalo money right up until uh, uh, yesterday. In fact, uh, uh, South Point touched briefly on three on Wednesday. Uh, that was gobbled up. Uh, wound up closing the game. Uh, it was two and a half for most of the day yesterday. Uh, Chris Andrews, director here at the South Point, closed the game two. And uh, so uh, the, the wound up needing the Bills last night. And uh, I don't think this will surprise anybody. Did need the under. Best scenario. Uh, was going to be bills and under, and uh, that uh, that in fact did cash. Wow, that you know, Vinny. I, as you watch the game, I, Patrick and I talked about this in the last block. As dominating as Buffalo looked in that game, committing three turnovers and still winning by twenty-one points. Uh, I know mm-hmm. they forced turnovers by the Rams, so that kind of balanced it out. But when you watch that, 
Do you feel like in your power rankings, because I know in mine I'm going to do it, there needs to be a little bit extra for this Josh Allen. He's hard to tackle. He runs with the ball all the time. Their offense is different than everybody else because they've got a quarterback that actually can run and he's hard to tackle. Do you think there's going to be a Bills tax moving forward on the over and on the side? I think what we'll see, Michael, is this. Uh, it, it's a great question because it's an important question because what what folks will overreact. Betters, casual betters in particular, will overreact from week one to week two. We can't do that. We're not going to be. We're not going to necessarily do that. I mean, did, was it a one-sided victory last night? Absolutely. There's no question about it. But I, I think you've got to adjust the bills up a bit, but not too much because one thing I did take away, and again. Your point about uh, uh, the takeaways and the turnovers, I think uh, uh, the Bills' defense was very impressive uh, and the way they uh, absolutely uh, dominated the line of scrimmage. I think Aaron Donald had what maybe uh, he, had, he had a sack, but I think he had two or three rushes. I think the biggest concern I would have uh, as, a, as a Bills fan would be Josh Allen taking as many hits as he as, as, as he's going to mm-hmm. take. I mean, when they were up 31-10 last night, which obviously was the final score, and that kid is, uh, you know, fighting for extra yards and putting his head down and lowering his shoulder uh, to absorb hits. I, I have to tell you, over the course of 17 games, I'm not so sure that's the uh, that's the best philosophy. So uh, I would be a little bit concerned. Will there be a tax out? And because perception is reality to a lot of folks, but it's not going to be that huge an adjustment from week one to week two. Uh, we tend to t- take everything in uh, in stride there. But I think it's a, a point worth noting. And I think, frankly, that uh, the Rams have some things to sort out, particularly their offensive line. Will they be dropped? Or again, is it too much to overreact week one, Vinny Maliudlo, as far as the Rams' performance? Yeah, they'll 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 be a, a bit of an adjustment, but again, not going to be this this huge adjustment. I mean, we 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 saw a lot bigger adjustments in college uh, from the games of the year uh, to uh, to week one and from week one uh, to week two. But in in the pros, uh, again, not not going to have that overreaction there. Do you have to tweak the Rams a bit? Yeah, but again, you you have to give them credit, right? You, you assume they're going to have some adjustments to make. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I, they are still at home next week. They're not going to have to travel, and they get Atlanta. So they're still going to be a, a pretty good favorite against the Falcons next week, regardless of what happens in the Falcons game this Sunday. You know, one thing that I learned in my first year in the league, we won the Super Bowl, and then the next year we come back, and all people wanted to talk about was, we'll just get in the derby, we'll win this damn thing. We just get in the playoffs, we'll win this thing. And the Rams had that. We'll, if we just get to the – we're going to win everything. And I and it takes a little bit more work. And I think ultimately with McVay, this is the best thing that could have ever happened to the Rams, getting humiliated on television and national TV opening the season up and really showing that they're, how far they really are away from an elite team. And I, I think this will pay off. I think there'll be a little bit of a Rams tax because everybody's going to expect them to come back next week against Atlanta, Vinny. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. There, there's going to be a, a bounce back. And, uh, you know, they get a team that's in rebuild mode. We know that with the, with the Falcons. And the Rams do get that extra half week to prepare for that game, Michael. So uh, Rams are going to be – Yeah, that we're, we're not going to adjust the Rams down – uh, significantly, especially with who they've got on deck. So, uh, yeah, it's, again, overreaction 
uh, week one is is uh, pretty predominant on the on the other side of the counter to the casual fans. And professionals hope that there's that overreaction, frankly, uh, but you, you just can't do it. Uh, again, bigger adjustments in college early in the season than in the pros from week one to week two. Speaking of adjustments, how about the Flacco tax to keep the theme going? So we saw immediately with the news that Flacco was going to be starting, we saw sevens across the board at the Jets with Baltimore in town. But now it looks like everybody's dipped below that key number of seven down to six and a half, Vinny, Baltimore Lane. At Where are you at the South Point? Yeah, six and a half now. Just uh, checked the numbers before I uh, came on the air, guys, and uh, six and a half there. You know, uh, I, I think I, I'm not sure. I, I think this is going to this number. It will certainly go up before it comes down uh, in, initially because and, and trust me, the Ravens are in every teaser, uh, which I don't think will surprise anybody. But, uh, you know, the Jets have all kinds of issues on their offensive line, much, uh, much less uh, not just uh, under center. So um, I don't know that, you know, uh, again, professionals play numbers. They don't bet teams. And seven was a perceived value. Again, the game opened five, got bet to uh, six. Uh, then the adjustment with the Wilson injury over the summer uh, to seven. And it stood at seven right up until uh, right up until uh, last night this morning. So uh, down to yeah. six and a half here. Uh, it's a take on a key number, obviously. And, and, and Vinny hit the nail on the head when he said that this Jet offensive line is in flux. Dwayne Brown is listed as out now for the game. Uh, he was going to be the starting left tackle. Does that mean they're going to move uh, their right tackle, uh, George Fant, over to left tackle, which is where he was scheduled to start the season until Becton got hurt? So now the Jets are down two starting tackles. Hard to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if they can do that against the Baltimore front. That'll be tough for them to block. You know, Michael, you bring numbers. up a, an important ahead, point please, there. Man. Who's, uh, who, I'm sorry, uh, who's who's better prepared to adjust? I mean, we, we've been talking a lot about the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having to make adjustments with their offensive line, but they also have a guy under center that's got more rings than Tiffany's. And so, you, you know, the, you, now you got the, the Jets uh, uh, with their situation and, uh, and, and Joe Flacco. He's not Broadway, Joe. They're calling him uh, Queens Boulevard, Joe, uh, back uh, back in New York. So, <laughs> I love that. Okay, speaking of key numbers, I want to talk about San Francisco sitting seven at Chicago. Will that stick? We'll get Vinny's take on that. Also, the Colts at the Texans. The Colts on the road sitting seven. Will that number stick? We'll get uh, Vinny's take here on the Lombardi line. Also, I think a couple of live dogs in college football tonight, which we'll discuss with Vinny Maliulo from behind the book there at the South Point. This is the Lombardi line. Remember, all information for VEASAN pros can be found at VEASAN.com and Lombardi NFL on Twitter. And we're at VEASAN Live. Come on back with Vinny next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the first inning in baseball is certainly unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a NRFI prop bet on Friday. Any Major League Baseball game, if only one run is scored in the first, you're going to get your stake back and free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay, no run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You're going to win. If only one run is scored, you're going to get back uh, free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years or older. Again, if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Again, we're buzzing here on the Lombardi line as we welcome you back on a Friday. Of course, a big college football Saturday. Michael Lombardi will be back at the Borgata. We've got a proper week one of the NFL coming up on 9-11, coming up this Sunday, of course, as we welcome you back. Vinny Maliulo is live, of course, as we take a deep dive with Vinny from behind the book there at the South Point. And we were talking before the break about some key numbers in the NFL action this weekend and some big line moves. So why don't we start with San Francisco and Chicago? I do see mostly San Francisco laying sevens. Got a couple of six and a halfs in the market. Where are you sitting on San Fran, Chicago coming up this Sunday? Yeah, solid seven right now, guys, uh, off the uh, the six-point opener. Again, that was uh, uh, back uh, back at, in, in uh, late spring, early summer when these numbers came uh, came out. So uh, Bears, listen, we saw them. Uh, you know, people saw what was happening with the Bears and uh, the injuries they incurred during the uh, the preseason, although they did uh, manage to, uh, you know, have some success 
in their uh, in their second and third games of the preseason. Uh, it looks like I, I don't I don't want I don't know if the drama in San Francisco is necessarily over, uh, but I'll tell you what I know this. Uh, uh, obviously, they've got a, a, a heck of a backup uh, in Jim, in Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, whether we see him or not, I don't know. But uh, I know this: the number is seven. Will it go through seven? Hard to say. If it does, uh, don't blink because it won't last long. It'll come right back down. Vinny, let me ask you, if Garoppolo were starting, what would the number be? Good question. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting, Michael. We When we put this number up at six, we actually, you know, kind of anticipated e- either or. So I don't, I don't know if it would be much different, really, because when you think about it, last, you know, three months ago uh, – that, that drama was kind of building, right? He was coming off the surgery. They were talking about, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the you know, Trey Lance. I mean, they were, they, were, they were going through all this gyration and, and things anyway. So I, I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't, it wouldn't have been that much different because there just seemed to be in flux anyway. It was almost like an entry, if you will, right? So yeah. uh, I think that uh, we would have we used, used the six because that's what, what the situation called for then. And the public would have, uh, uh, the betters uh, would have bet it the same way. Hey, Vinny, just quickly, uh, this is a family show. I know it's a Friday there at the South Point, but gyration, why don't we take it easy with the words? Uh, quickly on uh-huh. Indianapolis and Houston, gyration. My goodness, where'd that come from? Uh, Indy uh-huh. is laying seven. Is that a solid seven? And what I mean by that is, would you pref- would you think we see a seven and a half or a six and a half there in Houston with the Colts laying it? Well, the trend is coming down, right? I mean, uh, uh, the Colts uh, did open as eight-point favorites, and they took the uh, eight, they took the seven and a half, uh, and now we're at seven. Will it go to six and a half? Uh, I'm not so sure. Again, <clears throat> it takes more money, guys, to move off of three and off of seven, particularly in, when you have a game like this. You've got a favorite. You've got the Colts. Who there's high expectations for the Colts. We know that uh, you know, especially after last night, everybody's talking about the Bills. You know, the other part is the Colts have upgraded themselves uh, at the quarterback position in, uh, uh, with, uh, with Matt Ryan, and the school of thought is that they're going to be better. In fact, they're now the favorites in uh, the AFC South. So uh, I, don't, I don't know, again, if these, if these games come off of the key numbers, those key numbers won't last very long. And uh, what you'll see, Sue, in, in some instances, uh, in some cases, we don't do it here at South Point, but you'll see some places perhaps move the money on those key numbers, on the threes and on the sevens. Uh, but uh, the, I think, too, the fact that the Colts are in as many teasers as they are, uh, that's going to that, that's gonna come into play as well. So I'm not so sure we'll see this game dip below seven. I think the Colts are going to be a pretty popular choice by the betting public. You know, Vinny, you make a great point. Like you say, pros bet numbers, right? So when you go through how many tickets have been written on my board, and obviously every board's different, but the most bet game going into the weekend is Baltimore Jets. Line is seven, right? Second most bet game, San Francisco-Chicago, line seven. Indianapolis-Houston's the third most bet game. Opened up at eight, moved down to seven. So you people want mm-hmm. those numbers. They're betting the numbers. They're not necessarily betting. Meanwhile, the teams that are favored in all those games on my board have the lowest percentage of money coming in except for the Ravens. Everybody seems to be betting the Ravens. And yet that Jet number, you know, the Jets were a, a, not a popular play early. But I think this offensive line and Flacco's mobility, lack of mobility, is going to affect the game. I could see even more people coming in on Baltimore. Yeah, I think uh, as we get through uh, today, I mean, here's Friday, right, uh, guys? I mean, 
uh, once we get to <clears throat> to Sunday, excuse me, that there, there's going to be plenty of Ravens money. Interesting too, Michael. Yeah, do we pay attention to to uh, ticket count? Yes. But you know what? All it takes is one bet to get you back in line in terms of you know uh, offset mm-hmm. and and mitigate some risk or even you know get your your uh, books balanced. So the fact is that uh, the Ravens are going to be teased uh, by the public a, a whole lot, and that comes into play. So it's the composition of those tickets too that uh, you know we want to be mindful of. Okay, college football, Ben, you've got a couple of live dogs, I think, in Louisville at Central tonight, Boise State, New Mexico. Uh, That's the late game. But, Vinny, you wanted to touch on a couple of interesting trends for college football betting this Saturday. Yeah, uh, so in in regards to tonight, uh, just a line movement real quick, guys. Uh, Live dog, you mentioned it, uh, Louisville. Uh, open up as a six-point dog. They're down to uh, got as low as five and a half, so back up to six this morning. So good uh, overall two-way action there. Uh, New Mexico, uh, Boise State from 17 and a half down to 17 there. Those games will get some action, and again, they're both on TV, and it's a Friday night, so plenty of uh, uh, you know plenty of activity there. Love having you know a couple of games spread out uh, uh, off of uh, off of uh, Saturday. You know, guys, when you look at some of these numbers, right, by the powerhouses who played last week or the week before, like the Ohio States of the world at 44, there's not been that much betting on these games. It's it's interesting to note. Now, will there be more betting come as we get through today into tonight, you know, through the graveyard shift and then, of course, uh, tomorrow morning? But Ohio State holding pretty steady at 44. Uh, Alabama uh, was a big favorite. And again, this game moved. For, this was one of our games of the year where it opens uh, significantly less like it uh, uh, over the summer. Uh, and it's already moved four or five points now uh, with uh, Alabama as a 20 point favorite. So there's been some movement there. But Notre Dame, 20 up to 21. Not not that many tickets there. Uh, Michigan State. 35 it's 34 so not a lot that's just one bet there hasn't been as much movement on some of these big favorites Oklahoma uh as a 33 and a half point favorite open 32 that's basically one bet so you've got some big numbers out there this week that you you know you say all these you know the favorites and uh, folks and that speaks to uh, I think a lot of folks getting educated and saying you know what maybe I'll pass on that game or look for an in uh, in progress number, and they'll take advantage of the rest of the, of the betting board. So credit the betters for uh, for educating themselves on not just betting uh, the brand names, just no matter what the what the point spread is. Yeah, you know, in the Alabama Texas game opened twenty and a half, Vinny. It stays that it, it's flickered to twenty, but it really hasn't moved much, has it? The over has jumped, but that game has stayed pretty consistent, hasn't it? Yeah, we actually, uh, you know, it's interesting, Michael, we used 12 on that game when we opened it as a game of the year. So there was more money bet on that game uh, over the course of the summer early on uh, when, when we put the games of the year up than right now. Now, that said, I think there'll be plenty of money, uh, you know, from a brand name standpoint, that game's going to have plenty of uh, plenty of action. I kind of wish it was, you know, selfishly that it wasn't a 9 o'clock Pacific star. Yeah. I wish it was more midday. Uh, you know, but uh, it's going to get uh, it'll it'll get plenty of uh, a play of all the brand name games. Probably that one uh, in in terms of uh, uh, the as big a number as it is, we'll get uh, we'll get significant play. 
Okay, that's a deep dive with Vinny Maliulo. Of course, VEASAN has a team of experts on every sport. Uh, the number one expert here at VEASAN is Vinny, the Hall of Famer from behind the book, along with Chris Andrews there at the South Point. And just in summation, are you saying light betting right now, college football week two, or you expect it to pick up tomorrow? No, light betting on some of those huge favorites, gotcha. but uh, the other games are, uh, are garnering plenty, uh, plenty of action. It'll be another monster week. Yeah. And just remember as a pro tip, quickly, it's unique what the South Point does. They don't move the number off the juice, but you can always use the betting splits over at VEASAN.com, and you can follow the line movement based on where the juice is going. Okay, that's important. The tax, the vigorish, whatever you want to call it. Just like Vinny, the South Point, always unique. Thank you, Vinny. We appreciate you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Vinny. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend, guys. Coming back with breaking news, Lamar Jackson next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.